Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. Hello, it's your boy Roscoe Squeeze Off from the Show on the Go podcast. I also do the Roscoe Squeeze Off the podcast. That's a sports podcast. But today I am going to meet with Mr. Keith Snyder of the Our Black Voices Matter podcast. And pretty much going to just do a rapid fire of uh of social questions today um let's get right into it first question i'm gonna respond to is uh what are my thoughts on the senseless shootings of uh jacob blake and then the killings of like george floyd ahmaud arbery and Breonna taylor and what i want to say is that that is completely policy driven i believe uh as far as the police go, police come from being overseers. Uh, the original police were in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I forget the exact year. I believe it was like uh, 18, I think it was like 18, 1804, and it was to retrieve uh, slaves that actually got away. You know, they always had sheriffs and things of that nature. So we went from overseer to officer and the policies have changed over time to try to make it better for people of color but uh it's a long way to go um you have to change the policies to make it where an officer feels they're going to be severely punished should they kill a person of color or should they uh, illegally shoot a person of color? And right now, it just it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, nothing's going to happen. Slap at the wrist at the most. A lot of them keep their jobs, their pensions. A lot of them just move to a different department and everything keeps it going. So as long as policy never changes, those things will continue to happen. A uh, perfect example is the President Trump with the statue thing. He made it where if you tear down a statue, you get 10 years, you don't see statues going down anymore because the policy changed. Same thing. Next question. Uh, what is your thoughts on the verdict of Breonna, the Breonna Taylor case? Once again, kind of the same situation. Um, they do a no-knock uh, warrant. They run into a, a home. Uh, they are shot at because there was no... There's no knock or no introduction of that they are police. A uh, registered gun owner starts to shoot back. They start shooting. They empty pretty much half a clip into Breonna Taylor and is deemed as they were defending themselves. Once again, this is a policy thing as well. First of all, there is no crime uh, for law enforcement to kill people of color because they get off on it all the time. And then... 
the policy is there should never be a no-knock uh, warrant being served of any sort because who do you think is coming into your home in the middle in the middle of the night? You know, you're not saying, "Hmm, let me just wait and see if these are police." You're going to think it's an intruder. That's what you get a registered legal firearm to keep in your home for is for protection of your home. And if you don't get to a proper identification, you just protect your home, which means you shoot at the police if they come in. So once again, policy change is what's needed there. Next, uh, once again, I'm Roscoe Squeeze Off, and I'm answering questions, uh, a few social questions from Keith Snyder for the great podcast of Our Black Voices Matter. All right, so next question. Uh, why is it super important for black the black community to get out and vote during the election? And also, do I do you, I believe that we need to better educate ourselves on the different branches of government? Well, of course, uh, we need as people of color to definitely understand the full ramifications of local government, because that you know we we worry about the the, the presidential uh vote like there's going to be major changes made towards people of color and it's never really been the case very often there's very few presidential uh presidents or elections that have led to a lot of major change for people of color but your local branches and your local uh your your, your local uh elections it's what's going to make the most change. That's what you need to hold accountable, number one. Yes, we want to hold it accountable for the presidential party and for the major uh, political parties, you know, Democrat, Republican, what have you. But I think as people of color, I myself am unaffiliated. I am unaffiliated. I, am a, I don't have a party. And I look at who I believe will help further the agenda for me my family and my people at each election on from the local level on to the top level and i believe in what dr claude anderson said that the people of color and i like to call us indigenous people or melanated people should form our own party uh and yes i understand that we may not win an election if we form our own party but we still have a collective vote and we should have people come to the table that – or not just come to the table. But we'll come to the table and see what we have to say, and then we vote based upon who will help our agenda the most. And if we had a common agenda – and I mean I, I understand you can't please every person of color, melanated person, every indigenous person. But if it can help us majority-wise, would be absolutely great. Um uh, uh recently I, I took the time to pull up every uh, i was in a conversation with someone actually my father and ended up pulling up almost every bill that a bum had ever let go through on his time in office and what i happened to notice is there were quite a few bills that were passed by indians and that and i, and I just checked obama so didn't check trump didn't check george bush prior to him but there were several bills passed by American Native Indians. Well, not passed by them, but passed for them. And it was called, I believe, the Indian Group, if I'm not mistaken. And they got land. They got uh, monetary uh, 
monetary type of things passed. They got educationally schools, land for schools, and things of that nature. And I just thought, well, maybe we need an melanated persons group. Because the, these bills were passed bipartisan in different states, uh, Colorado, Arizona, um, New Mexico, what have you. And maybe we need something where we have a, a group of people, you know, your Thurgood Marshall type people, very intelligent uh, legal people that represent melanated people and get agendas pushed for us as well. So that's just a thought. Uh, let me see next. Do you have any advice for our black youth and the individuals who think their vote doesn't count? And do you think that, do I think that my vote counts? Well, it counts for a number of reasons. Sometimes it may feel like it doesn't count because you're not getting out of it what you expect. You expect to vote and almost like a awe sound and then everything goes the direction you thought it would go. So you may vote and not get anything major out of it. But the reason we vote is because our ancestors have died for the right for us to vote. Now, have we held our politicians accountable? Maybe not, especially collectively we have not. But we still have the ability to do so. Let's get out there and vote. In, in this case, Democrat, Republicans, sometimes I say, well, in, in local government, yes, you definitely have to do it because – we can make serious changes there. In major government, we have a president right now that has last, I think it was, was 211 or 219 appointed judge, federal judges across this nation. And the majority of those are in the ages of 40 to 50 years old. So they're going to be judges till probably 70 to 80. So you're talking about 20 to 30 years of judges that were appointed that don't look like us. I think only one of them is a melanated person. And you're going to have policies that may not align with yours that are going to be ruling. And that's where if you vote and you you find out what they're going to do, you question them down, you, you know, your, your politicians, you figure out what they're going to do, you can hopefully vote that in and out. And you may say we're not the majority of people in this particular country, but... If we had a better turn, if we had an Obama turnout for the vote between Hillary and Trump, Trump most likely would not have been in office if that's if you didn't want Trump in office. So we do. I think our vote does make a difference. And I think we should always vote because our ancestors have fought for the right to vote. I just think we need to get more into the process, more education. And when that happens, then we're able to make more of our vote because we control the politicians as well. All right. Um, do you believe once white people support black the black movement, it becomes legitimate? Uh, I believe that's possible, but I don't look for white support for one reason. I believe that other peoples of peoples of minority in this country, and they don't look for that help. I don't believe, at least I don't see it. So, perfect example is uh, Asians Americans. I don't see them marching or protesting anywhere, but yet they're buying land all, all throughout America. And I believe they have a plan, whether it's unified or not. They buy properties, they buy businesses, and they just they work it. Um, they also, I mean, they, to the point where they, they use education. They've used the minority rules for, 
minority rules of engagement to get in school, things of that nature to the point now, because they've done so well in school that they don't want them to allow them to use the uh, these type of uh, rules to get into school as a minority anymore. So and same thing with like, let's say Jewish. You don't see Jewish out protesting or marching or looking for support. You might say because they can blend in, but you, you just don't see it. And I think we shouldn't do it either. It's called having a common agenda, having a plan. What is our plan? What are we? What are the plan of attack? And also, those groups of of of, of in, in Indians as well. But those groups educate themselves a lot. As long as we're educated by peoples who may be possible oppressors, um, and then we go back and we ask them for help. I mean, just just think about that. Think about that. Uh, I think what we should be doing is educating ourselves, coming up with agendas, coming up with our own political parties. Uh, And I'm not talking about a separation thing, but we come together as a country and form as a group. But they're individual groups and tribes in that country. And until we understand that as Asians as uh indian you know people it, like not native american Indians, but indians from india uh as as uh a lot of different foreign foreigners have realized is that you come here you congregate amongst your group here as far as financially uh politically um as far as a plan for your people and then you come as a group as americans and i think that's what we have to do and stop looking for someone else to help us or hold our hand through the process. Just come up with a plan and work as a group ourselves. Okay, next. Uh, do you believe that some white people are using Black Lives Matter move for personal gain? Uh, I, you know, for example, white celebrities and things of that nature. Um, I believe some white people really want to help. I believe they truly believe in their minds they want to help. And it's also a good, I, I believe that can also be a good look for them as far as furthering their careers or their or whatever agendas they may have. And not just celebrities. I mean, I, I ride around different towns and I see uh, Black Lives Matter banners hanging in front of like a white church or what should have you. Um, I believe some people generally want to help, but I believe it comes to to us to do what we have to do as melanated people to succeed in this country as a group um you can't knock the fact that they're trying to help but what like the malcolm x movie said and and it's not that to that that degree but when the white woman walked to malcolm x in the movie and says what can i do as a white person he said nothing it's not necessarily nothing you do want help but it's still the 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 hyonas lies on the shoulders and the back of the melanated people to make things happen to better them as people because you innately want to help yourselves so if i'm a black or a melanated person and have melanated children i want to make sure my melanated children have the best for them i'm pretty sure white people are the same it doesn't mean you want to put someone else down or not want to help them but you innately want to help yourself first that's just nature that you you want to provide safety and the best opportunities to yourself first and that's what we have to do next uh once again i'm roscoe squeeze off of the show on the go podcast also the uh roscoe squeeze off the podcast which is a sports program i have and i'm just answering a few questions mr keith snyder with the 
our black voices matter podcast um next what is your thoughts on generational trauma um like post-traumatic slave syndrome and the effects it has on the mental health well i believe it it, it, is systemic in policies and, and procedures that have been placed for years and years you know hundreds of years and then it's a mindset it's a reason we eat that diet we eat we weren't we don't gravitate towards this diet we eat this diet because we're given this diet over time and that is true in so many things we 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 have the banking issues we had because we've been uh as many people we've been treated unfairly in in, in american banking you know started with the freedman's bank the binga bank you know we've been actually you know they said the banks is always insured well no our money has been taken <laughs> and, and we've been disproportionately disproportionately uh lended to i mean they got the i forgot which is that company it was but one of the japanese companies even might have been toyota and nissan both that were just dis- weren't giving proper lending practices to us so it there it, it is so many things i mean the police not just dis- you know disproportionately uh disproportionate abuse against us but i do believe in a place where if we were able to come together and just not worry about that look at that hey that's an obstacle don't take our eyes off they say if you anytime you you see obstacles your eyes off your goals so if we could come together with common goals we we would pass those obstacles no matter what because we would put ourselves in a, predic- in a predicament where we couldn't be affected as much by those obstacles and i'm just using like credit and banking as you know asians bank with themselves jews bank with themselves and they allow themselves to get businesses and things of that nature and help you know credit based upon helping themselves not looking to someone's system to help them out so i believe we just have to get to that point uh mental health yes there's issues there i believe in having possible therapists and, and things of that nature for everyone and, and teaching out if we this book let's put it this way if we educated ourselves like other nationalities did i think it would be a little bit less because you would see the greatness if you educated yourselves ourselves we had our own schools and programs and kids growing up as melanated kids could say wow i you know when someone tells about what does melanated people bring to the table they could rattle it off because they were taught that in school you know they know who invented the first stoplight they know who made peanut butter they understand uh the different banking things we've done and the greatness of things we've done in this world you know the 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 the, the, the inventions the the things that we've done against all odds as per se if kids were actually taught that instead of taught just about martin luther king only in school it would make a world of difference man you would have a sense of pride that would take you much further and it wouldn't look as much of a hold back because you know listen this is what we come from and you'd be educated on that so it's up to us as a uh, melanated people uh, indigenous people to teach the curriculums to our children to make them feel that they, that that allows them not to have the traumatic slave syndrome all right next do you think that police should be defunded and cut law enforcement budgets um i would say that's not our fight now granted they police us 
But we need to like all right, the it's an area in Georgia where they got like uh I think it was nineteen acres, I believe it is, that uh like eleven families bought that. We need to have our own areas. You know, any any area you go to, any place you go to pretty, pretty much in America, you have a Jewish area, you have a Chinatown, you have Greek areas. Uh, the indigenous or the melanated people's area has always been like the ghetto, but they don't own that. It's projects, it's 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 it's, it's uh, homes that they rent, things of that nature. And I believe that if we put our money into our own areas, we would actually put our money into policing ourselves. Um, if we're depending on, you know, police is big business. I mean, I, I, I personally believe they should legalize all drugs because keeping drugs illegal does not uh, stop anyone from getting an illegal drug. If you drop me in a, can, a, a, a cornfield in Kansas and I want heroin to shoot in my neck, I can get it. I'll find it some kind of way. So I don't believe that making drugs illegal, you stop anything. But the money's in the privatized jails, so you got to lie people up. And that's disproportionately filled. 65% of jails are filled with people on drug-related charges and a lot of time minor offenses. And what you which, what they won't do is stop all these different government agencies. I mean, you got ATF, which is alcohol, tobacco. I mean, alcohol is not even legal, illegal anymore. There's no more bootlegging, but that's still a big thing. You got DEA, which is Drug Enforcement Task Force. You have a drug drug units on pretty much every t- police, local police area in, in America. So it's just too much money to be made. I don't think they'll ever let that happen. And I think defunding it and trying to allocate it different places is not the is not the key. The key is to have your own areas uh, and to kind of police your own areas. Um, when you go to Chinatown, it's not over police. When you go to an all Jewish area, it's not over police. When you go to the hood, it's over police. Police everywhere. So it's up to us to change our community living standards. And that will change the whole police. You know, if, if we left the get quote unquote ghettos and bought our own lands and policed our own areas, you wouldn't have those at all. Those police that would be in the ghetto would end up leaving. They'd have to let it go anyway because it would be like, wow, there's nobody here to over police. So the key is to work towards that direction, I believe, and not to worry about the government police. Uh, next is. Are you for peaceful protesting or tearing down and burning the place down and, you know, and, and it says AMY? Well, I'm not for protesting whatsoever. And I know that may sound crazy. I just don't know what it's accomplished. I mean, since the Rosa Parks days, tell me what, you know, we protested for, now I would say we, I'm not me, but uh, a lot of melanated people and, and people of, of white people and everybody else protested for George Floyd. And you still had other things happen right afterwards. You know, it's like, we just protested for that, and a month or some change later, you got Jacob Blake. I mean, Amal Arbery, Breonna, nothing changes by protesting. I mean, he protested and burnt the city down for Rodney King. What did that change? Did that change anything? It, did, it, did, did, did we protest and then they said, oh, let's stop this? It, it, what has it changed since Rosa Parks? And what did that really change Rosa Parks? I mean, think about it. They protested to be, sit, be able to sit in the front of the bus, Rosa Parks. They did that for months. They got around, they traveled around without that bus service. That bus service lost a ton of money. They decided to let them back on. They didn't get any ownership out of that. They didn't make any money off of that. They just could sit on the front of the bus. And they still had to pay the people and help that business, that bus company get right back to where they were at before financially because then they were back to using their services. 
I don't believe protesting helps a thing. It may bring awareness, but what is awareness done if we don't have a proper plan behind it? I think we, you know, like, like I said before, you have to look at what the other uh, nationalities or, or people, bodies, groups of body groups of people do, and what they don't do, you know, you don't, you don't see Jews, like I said, protesting anywhere. You know, you don't see. You don't see Asians protest. You don't see Indians protest. I'm not saying they don't do it once in a while or have a little gathering or things of that nature. But burning down the city, you know, screaming out the police, making notes, you know, hell no, we won't go. Hands up. Don't shoot. Um, No justice, no peace. Okay, you bring awareness, but it just doesn't accomplish anything. So if you can show me where it accomplished something, I'd agree. But I don't believe that has accomplished anything since uh maybe martin since well before martin luther king or since since martin luther king probably that's the last time if it even accomplished anything then it can bring awareness but i think group agenda us focusing on ourselves especially now man let me all right that's pretty much all the questions but i just want to add one thing to it i would love to see some of the leaders of the melanated communities quote unquote leaders getting together man because until we come together with an agenda, with different agendas that we could uh, put together and, and actually have people work on different things. Show people different areas. Hey, if you're middle class, you could do this. If you're in the, in the hood, you could do this. You know, diff- come together with an agenda, especially right now in a pandemic where they could all have Zoom meetings and things of that nature. Instead of everyone trying to do the head, you know, Negro in charge, as they say back in the day. And instead of that, let's just start find a way to come together, man, and Come together with a plan. I, I would love for some of our scholars to come together with a curriculum where we can pass all any state tests, and right, especially right now with homeschooling, pass any state test, but still add to that curriculum a indigenous people, melanated people curriculum to go with that. So these kids are, are educated to know about us, our history, to, to, to have pride in us, teach self-love in us. We're not going to stop these problems we have with black on black crime and all that until we love one another because, like, media – it's beat into your head to not care from one to the other. And that's a whole nother story. But um it, we could do a lot right now. So I'm I'll leave it at that until next time. Once again, your boy Roscoe Squeeze Off from the Show on the Go podcast. Also from the Roscoe Squeeze Off uh the podcast, which is a sports program. Um and I I, I thank you very much, Mr. Keith Snyder, for allowing me to to join our Black Voices Matter podcast today. Until next time, everybody, peace.